Dr. Laura Savota, Professor of Translational Science and Family Nurse Practitioner. You're listening to Speaking of Wounds. Today we're talking about the epigenetics and biochemistry of stress and wound care. Wound care can be a surprisingly emotional field. Some days it feels like every patient visit contains challenging emotional situations that clinicians must also recover from with resilience to not carry that energy forward to the next visit. These stressors can be related to the patient's medical status and the critical conversations regarding their health, pain and anxiety that the patient's experiencing, the death of a patient's close family members, and even access to basic necessities like safe housing and social support. Factors other than healthcare they are receiving are driving outcomes, which is consistent with what we know about social determinants of health which determine 80% of health outcomes. These life stressors and the stressors that have occurred throughout the patient's life can contribute to physiologic changes that further delay wound healing. Adverse childhood events, also known as ACEs, are one form of life stressors that are known to have significant impact on future health outcomes. These childhood events include neglect, experiencing or witnessing violence, having a family member attempt or die by suicide, chronic exposure to caretakers with substance abuse and mental health issues, and household instability, such as having a patient in prison or losing a parent to separation or divorce. Identifying as LGBTQ or a person of color significantly increases the likelihood of experiencing one or more ACE. ACEs are extremely common with 61% of adults reporting experiencing at least one type of ACE and one in six reporting four or more types. Exposure to ACEs predisposes children to not only social and emotional disorders, but also physical illness. Trauma in childhood can be especially impactful due to rapid brain development, as well as a lack of context for their experiences. ACEs have been linked with a number of chronic diseases, including autoimmune diseases, cancer, COPD, ischemic heart disease, and mental health disorders such as depression, hallucinations, and somatic disorders. The increased risk of cancer associated with ACEs is also associated with increased lifetime exposure to modifiable cancer risk factors that also include genetic and epigenetic components. These include alcohol use, environmental carcinogens, chronic inflammation, sex hormones, immunosuppression, infectious agents, obesity, radiation, ultraviolet radiation, and tobacco use. Preventing ACEs would significantly reduce disease burden. Researchers believe preventing ACEs could prevent up to 1.9 million cases of heart disease and 21 million cases of depression. For our wound patients, as well as ourselves, chronic exposure to stress leads to negative health outcomes. Stress initially causes a release of catecholamines followed by cortisol. The steroid cortisol functions as we know steroids do, dampening the immune system and delaying healing. Short-term exposure to cortisol can be beneficial acting as an anti-inflammatory agent and mobilizing glucose to use during a stress response. But long-term response contributes to inflammation and can increase the experience of pain. This may be due to cortisol depletion during prolonged or exaggerated stress, 
or due to a mechanism similar to insulin resistance and diabetes of decreased sensitivity or downregulation of glucocorticoid receptors. The chronic inflammation that occurs secondary to prolonged or exaggerated stress induces oxidative and nitrosative stress. Free radical damage, cellular death, aging, and systemic tissue degradation. Chronic stress can contribute to the development of atherosclerotic vascular disease through the promotion of hypertension and hyperlipidemia, immune dysfunction, and psychological issues like sleep deprivation and anxiety. Stress and neglect can be experienced so deeply that they are associated with changes in the expression of DNA, known as epigenetic changes. Epigenetic changes are heritable and can be passed down through generations. Adverse childhood events are associated with epigenetic changes, including DNA hypo and hypermethylation and telomere shortening. Epigenetic changes have also been implicated in the inflammation associated with type 2 diabetes through histone modifications that potentiate inflammatory macrophage phenotypes. For wound patients, the association between stress and wound repair is not only statistically significant, but also clinically relevant. For example, patients with higher reported stress levels on the day of biopsy have been shown to have delayed healing. Psychological stress is thought to impact wound healing due to a constellation of factors that are both biological and behavioral. Due to our biochemical stress response, chronic wounds experience hypoxia, decreased cytokines, and alterations in matrix metalloproteinases. Other potential biological etiologies of delayed wound healing related to psychological stress are from alterations in immune response, such as decreased neutrophil infiltration and antimicrobial peptides, which leads to increased rates of infection. Our physiologic response to stress also alters our microbiome. High levels of oxidative stress, which occurs in many wounds, decreases the diversity of wound microbiota and promotes the formation and maturation of biofilm, which is associated with delayed wound healing. Thankfully, there are a number of protective factors that offer us mental and physiologic resilience to the toxic stress that can potentiate negative health outcomes. Stress is unavoidable in life, especially the last few years. Family and social support are powerful protectors against the damage from stress and neglect, as well as meeting the basic needs of food, shelter, and health services. A consistent family life where things are being taken care of and supported. The community we inhabit can also provide protective factors against the damage from stress. Community structures that offer access to health care, which includes mental health care, high quality preschool, economic and financial help, school programs, adult work with family-friendly policies, intolerance of violence, and residents that feel connected to each other and involved in the community protect their inhabitants. In addition to external protective factors, we have the ability to modify what we perceive as stressful and how we respond to it, and therefore, the ability to decrease the negative health outcomes associated with stress. In conclusion, physiologic, biochemical, and epigenetic changes due to stress impact immune response, inflammation, and health behaviors, which influence wound healing. 
There's a movement in US healthcare to not only treat and support the patient during acute illness, but to create a culture of health that prevents illness through supporting access to structural drivers of health, like safe housing, food, education, and healthcare, including mental health care. The health of our patients and ourselves is influenced by so much more than what we are able to address during an office visit or inpatient stay. This asks the important question, where does our role in facilitation of the health of our patients end? Thank you for that valuable discussion, and we'd love to talk more, but we are out of time. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in, and be sure to check out woundcarelearningnetwork.com for more podcasts, articles, and videos on various topics in wound care.